Get geeked. Get geeked. It's homecoming week. We don't go to class and we don't go to sleep. We party 24-7 all damn week. All right. It's homecoming week. Hey, if that would get you hyped, I don't know what will. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to talk about lanes. Maybe lane <laughs> take this down a little bit. But I'm here today with Demetri. What's up, Big Blue family? Oh, we got TSU Madness. What's going on, Big Blue? Yeah, yeah. So another week uh, now, 0-4 uh, in terms of records, wins and losses. Uh, first two games come out really tough, but uh, you know, here we are with Lane. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> We had a nice crowd, eleven thousand or so, um, at the Hell Stadium, and uh, I wasn't there. But look, from my vantage point, the field looked real nice. Um, you know, TSU was upside down because they they uh, filmed from the visitor side, mm. so look, you know, which yeah. had something to sort of think about that. But it was real nice. I like the big TSU on the field, and uh, I see they painted some parts on the uh, stadium blue, so. Visually, it looked great. Um, so, yeah, you know, they filmed that from they have like uh, those boxes up there for like an extra pre press box on the other side, on mm -hmm. the visitor side. So, there was like little, a little press box up there that they created, uh, just you know, for temporary. Temporary, hmm. okay, yeah, because uh, Keith Bullock and they were outside broadcasting the game, which yeah. I thought was a little odd, yeah, yeah, they were standing up on top of something. I was like. <laughs> That win may knock him over. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah, I did notice that too as well. So I guess they're trying a little bit of upgrades. I guess a little tiny bit. It was Make nice. They had the uh, GMC uh, uh, John Mayer Classic logo on the field, and that was nice. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. I I, I haven't seen this, the the field look that good in a, in a really. Uh, matter of fact, I'm not sure if it's ever looked that good. To be honest with you, I I, I don't recall. Um, uh, you know, I wish they would paint the whole, the entire end zone, but hey, you know, we have the Tigers on there, so uh, that's so that's cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, so we lost 28 7, 2027. Uh, uh, so, um, what were your thoughts? I don't know what to say, <laughs> try, try to be nice today. Uh, what were your thoughts, uh, about the game? TSU madness. Uh, it was pathetic. <laughs> I'll just be, I'll be real, man. I, it was really bad. It was, it was the biggest uh, letdown that I've, I've, I've experienced with TSU sports in a long time. Um, and um, you know, we were riding. We were even though it was zero and three, we were riding, riding a high. We had, you know, we lost a close game to EWU, which is a ranked team. We lost uh, a close one to JSU, uh, ranked team, um, and. And then we lost, we got blown out by MTSU, but then they go the next, the following week, which is our bye week, but then they lose, um, but then they beat Miami, University of Miami, which was ranked, if I'm not mistaken. And then to come and lose to Division II Lane, which I have to admit, I was kind of worried about it because I knew that they could put up points. And I was concerned with our offense that we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to match their points. And so even though we're riding high and we're feeling great, I was kind of worried. But I thought we would win the game. I thought regardless, we would win the game. Yeah. And to not win that game, 
we we haven't lost to a Division two school since 1992 against Central State, led by Billy Joe, who went on to to coach um, FAMU. And um, and you know we were coached by John Gilliam. I mean, I'm sorry, Joe Gilliam, senior. And he, you know, lost his job after that year, 1992, um, after going five and six. So that's, this was a huge momentum letdown. And to be honest with you, I'm sure the guys can bounce back. I pray they bounce back. But I don't, I don't feel good about the, the future of this team this, this year. Um, madness dropping madness. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, 28 he coming with it today yes, sir you know i mean i'm not going to overstate the obvious here but you know now that i've had a couple days to simmer you know anybody who knows me knows i'm i'm more glasses half full than half empty. So for me, it's how many 0-4 teams or winless teams in the country still have everything in front of them in terms of their goals. And that's what's keeping me optimistic is you still got the conference in front of you. And um you know, that's what I would be preaching to the guys. You know, I think experience is the greatest teacher. And whatever it is they didn't do this week, they didn't touch the lines, they didn't run their sprints the fullest, they decided to take a playoff in practice. Well, this is the truest eye-opener that the next time that happens, you will get beat. Mm. So. You know, I'm looking forward to this week, man, and, and you know, lay something up and see what happens. But Demetrius, I, I'm with you. I am, and, and everyone knows me, I'm a pretty positive person too. But what is it about tissues, offense, or game, game plan makes you feel confident? Do you have any confidence? Even though, yes, it's in front of us, they still have, a you know, a lot to play for. All they have to do is win out. And they, hell, they don't, they don't even have to win out. You know, they still have BCU. They can lose BCU and still win out, and, and, they, and they're good to go. But, but what have you seen to make you give you that confidence other than hope? Um, that we've done it before, right? I mean, the offense... I mean, we rushed for, what, 200-plus yards? I mean, rushing has been our forte. And outside of Middle Tennessee State, I think we've rushed the ball fairly well every game. Now, we at times become one-dimensional, which I think is a problem. But, you know, I think it's a combination of personnel and doing what we doing what we know what we can do, and that's run the ball. I think we'll have a chance. So we get QB one, we get RB one back on the field, right? Um, 
we, we get our person that we get healthy, I think we got a chance. But at the end of the day, those players got to look themselves in the mirror. Those coaches got to look themselves in the mirror and, and figure it out. And, you know, until it's over, I'm, I'm, going, I'm saying we still got a shot just because you, you can't play, go out to Eastern Washington and play that way by accident and then come back to Southern Heritage and play that same way by accident. So I think we got the ingredients. We just got to figure it out. And I don't know what it's going to take. Coaching, uh, coaching shakeup or, you know, um, I don't, and I'm not saying Eddie George get fired. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, you know, Eddie got to figure it out. And because this thing can go down in the wrong direction, but I believe in those players. I think I think they'll figure it out. Just as I've seen it before. Yeah. Also, I'm thinking too. Like you know, a lot of the, the starters were out uh, this game. Both star wide receivers were out. Running back and quarterback were out too as well. And and sometimes people say, "Oh, I should be playing," <laughs> you know. And it's like well, you play, <laughs> and outside of the two running backs that play, and I'll get a. The third string quarterback, Edwin Rose, played, you know, good for a third string running quarterback. Um, you know, outside of Rouse and uh, you know, and Boone, I mean, it wasn't a lot of uh good thoughts out there. You know, JJ Homer made a great catch. Um, Benson made one good catch, but you know, it just wasn't a lot there uh for them. So they gotta see like, yeah, you really have to step up. Uh and we we get our pieces back, our main targets. You know, things will get better, you know. Uh, one, you know, one that I would say about offensively, though, is like, yeah, we guys are running this quarterback left and right, up and down. Um, we need more of a strategic way. Granted, he's a, uh, Ellis is elusive, you know, that's good. He can avoid sacks, you know, get a couple yards. But him getting, you know, 10 carries a game is just not feasible for our offense. We can't afford him to get taking any kind of shots anymore. So they got to figure out how they're going to run the ball more efficiently, um, give the running backs more ways to, uh, you know, different kind of running plays and more just up the middle, you know, uh, get some quick passes out to the flats and over the middle. Because I don't understand why we can't throw the ball over the middle. I, I fathom can't understand. People, people are blitzing seven, eight people, playing man-to-man. Middle field has, this has to be open. You know, it has to be, you know, with your tight ends or even your running backs come out the backfield. They should be able to outrun those linebackers and, uh, you know, elude those safeties and get open, you know. Um, so there's a lot of things they need to talk about, you know, strategy-wise on how to attack, you know, offensively. You know, defensively, we look pretty good, like, you know, a couple games. Um, you know, we let up two pick, you know, pick six, you know, pick six and also a, a fumble recovery too as well. So, I mean, you know, defense overall, we said, okay, they played pretty well. They, they they held their own. Played great in some cases. Lane College, sorry, sorry, Rodney, but I, I, look, I'm a, I guess I'm gonna be the Mr. Bag out uh, tonight. So, so Lane College, D two, backup quarterback in the second half. They, uh, that one they started quarterback. No, 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 no. Sir, well, he got hurt. Well, seriously? No, no. Nah, I think this this cat started the game. Yeah, but, but he wasn't the number. He wasn't QB one. 
Yeah. He, he was all right. I, I liked him too. Hell, I liked everything about their, their team. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, but my point is, is that with all those things, fourth quarter or third going to fourth quarter, I can't remember what it was, but they had the ball for damn near eight minutes. Yeah. Against our defense. Mm. Against our defense, the defense that held Jackson State touch with, without a touchdown until the last two minutes of the game, whatever it was. Yeah. Mm. So yes. So yeah, we have all the pieces, but something ain't right. Yeah. Something that's not supposed to happen. And then, then not only did you give up the touchdown in the in the fourth quarter, and he let them hold the ball for that long. I mean, think about it. It is hard to hold the ball for that long mm-hmm. against anybody. You had the ball for eight minutes against a D two school. Had the ball for eight minutes against our defense, and then we get a t- they get a touchdown, and then they come back and score on us twice. They pretty much score on you twice. And over, you know, in overtime, right? So they get the they get they score, and then they get the the uh, the two point conversion. Man, oh man, oh man, something is not right. Yeah, I agree. And Eddie George, one thing he said too, he said that we got real lucky on that two. Well, they scored anyway, so they won. It didn't it didn't matter. But you know, one thing he said, they had twelve men on the field. We did. That's so, coaching. That's coaching. So it's something that is not is not right, you know, with uh, you know what I'm saying, with everything. So yeah, talent, yeah, but coaching are, are they going to better catch up and figure out, you know, what what needs to what needs to happen to fix this team? Because I, I just, you know, I, I you know like I, I told before on Twitter, I said uh, our tight ends have had no receptions. Not saying they had, you know, they tried sometime, but it's very little. Uh, attempts and generally running teams, they they're gonna hit their tight ends, and we haven't we haven't completed one to, towards them at all, um, and that's a problem. That that's a, that's a strategy problem. Yeah. No, because yeah, if you run the ball again like that, middle field should be wide open. Why isn't that being being thrown in that direction? Why who's not running their routes? <laughs> you know, if this, you know, because somebody's not running running hard. You know, if if you're, if I fake the ball with Starlin. It should be a slant wide over in the middle. And so whoever's not running that slant hard, they can come sit and stand by me at homecoming. We need to find somebody who can run a hard slant, catch it, and take it to the house. Because that should be wide open. Over and over again. And I hey look, man, I was at the game and I saw these cats coming off to the sideline. And you know, I ain't say the positions, but folks weren't happy. Mm-hmm. They weren't happy, man. They weren't happy. And, you know, because, uh, you, you know, th- you know, they, it was one dimensional. Yeah. Folks weren't happy. Yeah. People in the stands were screaming, throw the ball. Now, well, of course, we knew uh, one of our quarterbacks had a, had really trouble doing that. Yeah. Okay, but people were saying, "Look, it's the fourth quarter, man. Throw the damn people. Throw the damn ball, Eddie. Throw the damn ball." 
You speak, they're screaming it, begging them. Say, man, do something else. You know, there was one play that I saw the first first half with Garnett was still in. And I think they they faked a reverse. And if they if they ran a reverse, it'd be a touchdown. <laughs> and they never went back to that play again. They never called that play again. I think they ended up handing I think he handed it off. I think he ended up handing it off to the running back. But I think it was like a it was like almost like a some kind of option kind of thing. And he ran with the running back. And then the the wide came around, the slot guy went behind him, where where for a pitch. It was wide open with nobody there, mm. you know. But no one ever said, "Hey, we caught that. We got a play up." And no one, you know, they didn't. They didn't never call it like that. It was wide open. So I, I just don't like who's up, who's in the box, who's looking, um, because th- that's something right there that that could have worked. Um, I, I mean, I get so many suggestions. I mean, you you backdoor tight end screens. You, you see this with. To give you an example, uh, Kansas City with Mahomes. Mahomes is one of the best throwers ever in the world, but they'll fake a run or uh, a handoff to the running back to hit, and Mahomes will quickly turn back, look at the tight end, throw a quick little tight end pop, and Kelsey just runs with it. You know, so even people as skilled as Mahomes who don't need little short, quick play passes, they have that they put in their offense. So I just don't understand what we're doing. I, I really. I have a lot of questions. Yeah. You know, and then looking, I, I, I was sharing things, you know, Rich Rodriguez offense when uh, he, uh, when H, H worked with them, you know, I don't see some of the, some of the plays, I don't see them on that, that they ran. So I, I don't know, you know. All right. Um, anything else, guys? I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> it just sound like Debbie Downers. <laughs> but, you know, I, I said, I tweeted out, I said, this is probably the worst loss of TG history. Right, I, and 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 for us to have this much, you know, idea that we had momentum into this season, and us to lose to a division two team that's not highly ranked, it's not Bowie State who's highly ranked, it's not Virginia Union who's highly ranked, you know, or Delta State, you know, who's highly ranked, you know, Valdosta State going down and on and on and on. This is just a traditional division two team who came and punches in the mouth and walked away. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that was just really disheartening to see that, you know. Um, so, I don't know, man. Yes, it was. Very much so. <laughs> so, man, something is on me. Sad. I said, hey, you know, some point you got to pick your helmet up, put it back on, and go on to the next and let it go. You know what I'm saying? And not talk about your, I said, not only talk about your cousins and your, Friends used to work Tennessee State and your girl, you know, all that stuff. Former coaches, your favorite coach. You know, Eddie George is the head coach right now. And, you know, we just got to stick and roll with him. Yeah. You know? I, look, yeah. look, all, all the talk about firing and all that kind of stuff is, is too mm-hmm. soon for that. But look, you know, you can make certain points. Like I made a point, you know, like the whole I reference back to 1992. Mm-hmm. I, you know, a five a coach was fired after he lost to um, and lost to Central State twice. I mean, because I think it was like two years in a row we we played him in the nineties mm-hmm. under uh, Coach Gilliam, or mm-hmm. he, or it's like a couple of, it was or it's like 
twice in three years or something like that. But I mean, um, and I'm not saying he was fired because of because of uh, Central State, but um, but you know, just to, you know. But in any case, it is what it is. But I make that point. I reference it um, because say, hey, look, hey, look, it's it's because it's such a huge loss. I understand people's feelings about it, right? I understand that be ups- to be upset about, hey, look, something is really wrong. We've been saying it for a while. Something's wrong with this offense. And we've been worried about it. Mm. And it reared his ugly head Saturday. And again, I don't think no one should be fired at this point, but there are a lot of questions and questions and reasonable questions. Yeah, yeah. Now, I will, I will say uh, our punter last year, uh, and I, one thing Eddie George is t- talk show about him and uh, uh, Caleb uh, Mosley. Um, you know, he he wanted to be a field goal kicker, and you know, he, he's done a good job doing both. I would say. Um, yeah, special teams player of the week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, especially player of the week this this, yeah. this week, and uh, you know, he has his best, his best game of the season. Yeah. Hey. And through a um, through how, how many yards was that? A ten yard pass or something like that? Oh, oh for the yeah. Fa- for the for the yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Somebody joke. Somebody joke. They they should let me quarterback too. Yeah, they, hey, <laughs> hey, people were screaming it. <laughs> <laughs> Be like high school football punter, kicker, and the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now he had a good game though. Yeah, he had a great game. Um, so it's good to see his girlfriend progress. Mm-hmm. Um, um, 51, 51 yards. That's that's yeah. nothing to sneeze at, man. Yeah, yeah. So now we have we have a weapon with that, you know, with, with uh him as a punter and as a as football kicker going forward. Mm-hmm. Um. So. All right. So since uh, Demetrius brought it up, uh, what is what is your? So he said, what what's your what's the best homecoming ever? Uh, and uh, you know, sort of somebody put a Debbie Downer on it because they they sort of said, "Oh, so it's 100," and it's like, "Oh, I guess that is sort of probably the best one." <laughs> you know, I think that's pretty hard to beat that one out. <laughs> you know, um, well, Matt Matt has said that the answer I was looking for mm. every year. No, oh, every year. Oh, okay. Our whole comes are the best. Yeah. Man, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've been to a slew of them, and uh, and you know, I'm not sure if you guys, uh, I, I experienced in um, when they opened up uh, Nissan, mm-hmm. and it or at the time it was Adelphi Stadium, and it was you know forty thousand people in in the stands, yeah, um, and that was that was a it was it was beautiful, and um, and then of course you know always the parties afterwards and all that, so. Um, it, it would it's just it's so many of them I, I, it's so many of them I, I love them all man I, I you know even the one last year where it rained and it was kind of you know not a lot of people in the stands well it wasn't people in the, it wasn't people, a lot of people in the stands at all but you know um we, we you know we have a good time and uh and, you know when you know I always you know I kick the frat Friday with my with my frat brothers and then on Saturday is all about it's all about the big blue mm-hmm. you know yeah. Yeah. What? So y'all, y'all, y'all probably gonna curse me out, but um, you know, Hurricane Ian didn't let me 
be great this past weekend. But I was looking forward to this game because I've never been to uh, a real TSU game in the hole. Mm. And that was um, going to be my first one. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, I, man, like, I know. You know your, is, hey, Demetrius, you and your family would have got would have got up to 12,000. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> Give me a hard time, Demetrius. Give me a hard time. But but you know, just seeing it on on television, like just that place, just I think has the ingredients to really be a home field advantage. It's just, if it felt like the crowd was on top of the players. Like yeah. when you in that game, like where the student section was, where the band was, mm-hmm. you know, you had all those students is damn near really like having field pass access, right? I mean, it felt like they like right on top of you. Mm-hmm. And as a player, like two two ways, like that could be, that can get you going. Or if you if you're a visitor and you ain't used to that, that can that can be a real advantage for you. Yeah. So, you know, I, I hope that they can have another game there next year. I mean, I know there's questions about the 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 fan experience and and you know all that good stuff, which I get. But I hope we can continue to improve that and and try to have another game there next year because, you know. Uh, I I got to do one in my lifetime, hopefully. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a good experience. Because one thing I would say, you know, Nissan Adelphia, that that provided a classic experience, you know, and that knows are not always, you know, very it's very especially people not coming. Even our HBC ones we've been to that have been crowded, like St. Louis, and we play Central State there. Yeah, I mean, having a bigger stadium is sort of tough. You know, when you don't have uh, the fans there, you know, but, um, yeah. you know, but hell, hell is special. Hell is, hell is special. No, hell is special, man. You know, when I was in school, that's what I remember. We played all the games at hell, um, except for the, the big ones at Vanderbilt. That's when we yeah. were going over Vanderbilt playing. We played MTSU um, and then FAMU done, um, always at Vanderbilt. Um but um, the hell is special, man, and the, it was great for it to look as good as it did. I, they switched where the band is. They, they yeah. put it over to the as you're sitting on the home side, it switched it to the right side. I didn't necessarily like it over there because they sat lower than you. Like they were, they were, they were kind of low, so they didn't have that sound as when they sit up high on the on the um, on the, mm-hmm. on the home side of the, mm-hmm. of the home stadium on the home side, mm-hmm. and um, so they really had that sound. Um, you know, blasting. But you know, something that I know FAMU does is that the the band sits on the visitor side, and they face the home side, and it is, man, that sound is beautiful, man, mm. and it's coming from over there. So, like, you know, again, the home side, unless you're sitting right next to the band, the sound is going away from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, what it what it was doing on Saturday was echoing off the agriculture building. And and so sometimes it was kind of you know you could hear that echo and it kind of distorted the sound a little bit, 
Uh, and I have to admit, I've never heard that before when they were on the North End Zone. Mm. Uh, so that's just something, you know, uh, uh, hopefully maybe they caught, you know, you, you know, Dr. Allen's in the administration. And I want to give props to Dr. Allen for, for what he did. You know, he brought in the extra stands. He had the, the students and the freshmen and all that, and the students sitting in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, on the south side of the uh, end zone. Um, and then, you know, paint, painting the field and all that. You know, that was that was his thing. And uh, I know he talked about doing that and he did it. And I'm grateful um, because it really brought a home experience uh, to uh, uh, to to a hell stadium. It did. I mean, the, the John Merrick Classic logo was 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 immaculate. Um, you know, the field looked great. You know, it, it, it took a beating, though. It, it looked like a college football game was played on that field. So I think that goes back to the question around natural turf, artificial turf, because um, that field took a beating. Yeah, and it, it it could you it could use a resod if they're going to decide to keep it as natural grass. So, um, but yeah, great great job, Dr. Allen and the staff for 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 that. Well, I'll be at homecoming flying in on Thursday. I've, I've been to homecoming two or three years, I think. So I'm excited about coming back and returning home. Um, so we'll be around. I think I'll also be around, right? So, you know. And just want to point out, I know we have some other fall sport things going on. We'll catch up with that a little later. Um, we wanted to talk, you know, this was all about football, unfortunately. Um, but we'll talk about the other fall sports uh, yeah. maybe uh, later on this week or uh, next weekend. Okay. All yes, right. sir. All right. All right. We'll go Big Blue. See y'all soon. Hey, see you Thursday. Let's do it. Yeah.